Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to our 50th episode of the Your Project Shepherd podcast. And I'm so happy that you joined us today. And all of you who are listening and watching are the reason that we do this every week. We started releasing episodes back in January of this year, uh, 2023, but we actually began work over a year ago in the summer of 2022. And I originally started working on this concept all the way back in 2019. So back last summer, filming the first episodes, I had this really old GoPro camera set up with some cheap Amazon mics and a budget computer audio interface. And we sat around this little conference table right next door in my office with really bad lighting. And at that time, I had two of my daughters, Caroline and Catherine, doing all the recording and production work. And it was a good start, but I always had the goal of doing something just a little nicer and more professional. So as you've seen, if you watch our video, or hopefully you can even tell the difference on the audio side, we've set up this fantastic dedicated studio space. Uh, we've upgraded our cameras, our lighting, our audio. We've really tried to up our game to bring you a high quality production that's enjoyable to watch and to listen to, and to bring you a lot of fresh content and interesting guests every week. I've also brought on board Daniela Paula, who is my full-time producer and editor, who you've probably heard me mention several times on air, and she is an absolute angel. Uh, in addition to putting up with my creative ADHD, uh, she has put in just a ton of work behind the scenes, scheduling guests, and managing all the editing and production that has to take place each and every week for us to release a new episode. Uh, and she also puts together all of our social media and the short videos that you see on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all those channels. Uh, so I am super blessed to have her on the team. Daniela, you are the best. All right. One last thing I want to mention before we get into today's interview. You know, we don't have any sponsors here and we currently don't make any money off this podcast. And we put a bunch of time and money into it. Um, I've been approached by some potential sponsors, but at least for the time being, I'd rather keep the show ad-free because I don't want you to feel like we're pushing a particular product or company. And we want to give you the best, you know, unbiased advice about the best way to undertake your construction project. So my only ask is that you just take a moment right now, unless you're driving, and in that case, do it later. Uh, but whatever platform you're checking us out on, please hit that like or subscribe or follow button. Uh, and if you're on Spotify or one of those other podcast platforms that allows ratings, please take the time to give us a five-star review. Or even better, if you really love us, hop on all of those places and do that on all those. Uh, and that's going to help these platforms and their algorithms see that we are growing our audience. And that helps us build toward monetization. Because one day, I'd love to at least be able to break even, uh, just cover my costs in order to keep bringing you this great content. So. Thank you for indulging me on, the, on that request. And thank you again for joining us for episode number 50 of the Your Project Shepherd podcast. Now, let's get into today's interview. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I am here to talk about windows and doors today. And I have Slade Sloan with Builders First Source sitting across from me right here. Um, Builders First Source, uh, which has been a few different names here in the in, in the Houston region in, in the last few years. Y'all been what? Uh, Bison, BMC, what stock. else? Yeah, stock building Pro supply, build. Pro Build. Yeah, so few. <laughs> a number of names. If you're here in the Houston market, you've been through those changes. But Builders First Source is a pretty pretty big national uh, supplier. Are y'all the largest in the in the country now? We are. Um, I believe we continuous 
acquisitions. Uh, currently, a little over thirty-three thousand employees in the uh, in the U.S. and I think we cover forty-four states. Goodness, and, uh, and oh, and also we have Toner today as well. Hi, uh, guys. Thank you. I don't want to forget Toner. So, uh, Slade, you're you are in charge of window and door sales for the Houston area. Is that right? That is correct. I am the custom side. The custom side. So we also have uh, Builders First Source has our production side making vinyl windows. Uh, I don't have anything to do with that side of it. <laughs> gotcha. And so you guys rep a bunch of different manufacturers, right? And and Correct. and you also make your own windows in house as well. We do not. So Builders First Source, the vinyl production side, that's a plant. They're down the road from us, and they're making close to five thousand windows a day. Whoa. Um, we're all pass through, meaning everything is being um, provided by a vendor, an Anderson, a Pella, whomever it may be. Um, so we don't make anything ourselves. Uh, we're just we're just order. Okay. Take, take order, guys, if you will. What no, no, what what brands do you rep? Why don't you just run down some of the diff- different brands that you guys carry? In, in alphabetical order. Yeah, yeah. Not in, not in order of preference. <laughs> yeah, not in order of preference. This is purely like a random order here. Yeah. So we we um and we carry a little bit of everything, and that's part of having all these mergers. Um, it's a little bit of a task to carry all these different manufacturers. Um, but you know, we had stock Bison BMC as we were talking about, and you don't want to cut any customers off. So we've just kind of continued to carry all these different <laughs> brands, which is, uh, it's a little trying for our service department and various things to be able to now fix all these items and, and work with them. But, um, Anderson, Pella, Geldwin, Marvin, um, La Cantina, Windsor. Um, then we get into the vinyls where we're Ply Gym, um, MI, Amsco, Windor. And um, then we have your composites that fall in that umbrella as well, and some some aluminum products like Western, um, Manelli, which is recently purchased by Pella. So um, we're carrying about thirteen brands right now. Well, wow. lucky thirteen. Which which is a unique position. I know that you're looking at your tasks ahead of you. Probably after this podcast, you're like, <laughs> man, I got a lot of a lot of work to get to. But I think that this pres- this provides our clients with a really unique opportunity to come in and make a selection amongst pretty much the entire field available to them for what's appropriate for that project, not only architecturally, but also cost, right? And that's, I don't really have another location we can do that. In in the old version, when we had stock and we had BMC um, and we had Bison, you didn't get a choice. You got, you were told you were, you were told you got a choice, right? But you were really not given a choice, right? Like, you were managed into a selection and that's what you received, even if that was good, bad, or indifferent. That doesn't really happen here. Now they have the opportunity to go any direction they want. And as the the builder and the architect client grow, they can grow into these other pieces. So it's it's a really unique world. It is. I mean, you know, if you take any of those one manufacturers, especially the big boys, we say Anderson. Under their umbrella, they've got, they don't have a vinyl, but they've got a composite. They've got a 200 series, 400 series, E series, A series, uh, heritage. I mean, so within one manufacturer, I can cover a lot of ground. And you take that and you multiply it times the vendors we carry. But, but like you said, I think that's where we have a real advantage over a lot of folks because from A to Z, whatever your price point is, whatever the project is, I feel like we, there's nothing we can't cover and handle you know? yeah and, and be fair about it as well price wise and and um so I, I like the stance it takes a little bit on our end to a little knowledge but um at the end of the day <laughs> um 
um, we're kind of like a CarMax, if you will, <laughs> right? You can come in and we, you can roll out with something you like. And that's great for the consumer. There's not really like a, a good one size fits all when it comes to windows and doors for construction projects. You know, like you said, like architecturally, like design wise, there's a lot of different ways to go. Price point, um, you know, when I go to these uh, different builder events where there's a bunch of uh, manufacturers reps floating around, they always ask me, you know, what window brand do you use? And they're always disappointed when I tell them, well, I don't really have one brand that I use uh, because it, it depends on what the architect's specking out, what the designer's specking out, what the homeowner's looking for, what the performance is. Like you can do a house and even not even have the same window on the whole house, mm-hmm. right? Depending on your performance needs. Because there's at Toner, there's sometimes when, uh, you know, on one face of a house, there might be a, a special condition that requires you to use a different kind of window, different kind of glass, something like that, right? Most definitely. I mean, we're, when especially when we're trying to manage thermal gain and on a modern structure or even a contemporary structure where our shading quotient on the outside is pretty much removed because we don't have these deep soffits, even traditional soffits, we're having to go to a, a, a higher U-factor um, than we normally would, or excuse me, in this case, a higher SHGC, solar heat gain coefficient, and uh, try to reduce that heat gain. Then we have new windstorm rules that are forcing us into triple pane glass at a higher level, uh, or let me say at a farther in inland uh, distance. So that's that's a challenge and how we make that look good. And do we need to purchase those for all sides of the house? I just got done doing a windstorm analysis and we really only have to do it to out of the 33 windows, we're only having to do it to 11. So then how do you make those 11 windows look the same as the other remaining struct remaining windows that's a bit of a challenge until we as long as we have consistency in finish hardware and and all these other other variables um what's becoming more in, important is the uv index rating um how much uv ultraviolet light is being let into the structure because so many interior materials as they are to politely say refined they the curing processes and the manufacturing processes they're more reliant on uv to find those integrities. So that means they're also affected by UV at a higher level. So going to Slade, Slade unfortunately gets a lot of my, all right, man, this is what I got. This is where I'm trying to get to. He gets that, but he has every single manufacturer rep on lock. So instead of me having to call these reps and figure out which one's going to work out, I call Slade. Slade then just jumps me into one of those reps. And when the call comes from Slade, we like to think that people respond to us quicker, but they also respond to all the windows that Slade purchases on a very regular basis. And additionally, we respond back when there is a warranty issue that many times windows get blamed for the warranties that are not window-related warranties. And that's where we've done a lot of historic work with the manufacturers, Anderson and Pella and Marvin and MI. I mean, there's very few windows that we haven't done some type of warranty work, especially when they know it's not a window related issue and we come in there. So, why don't you, Slade, why don't you tell us how you got into this? I, I started off working at Discount Tire out of college, had some family and upper management there. And, um, you know, it's all about who you know, right? So, yeah. uh, my father in law was golf buddies with the guy that ran a small boutique window town a company here in um, Houston. And needed a couple sales guys, and and that's where the journey began. I um, guess I've been in Windows about 18 years now. I was that company for about 10. Um, went to I was a BMC legacy guy, if you will. 
all all that time, probably about 12, 13 years on the sales side, did the sales manager um, role for a few years and with all these mergers. Um, so I've been the general manager, manages the custom window side for right at three or four years now, I think about four years. And um, it's all a little cloudy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not but, always uh, so clear. Not always so clear, but, <laughs> but right, right around those uh, numbers are semi-accurate. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. The, the window business is a very interesting business. It's kind of niche almost, if you will. Um, there's so many, like your conversation, directions you can go. I would tell you, you know, when we, when we get a high-end custom home, it's rarely ever one brand that we, we complete a house with. You know, they may want to bifold window over here and we may go with La Cantina, which is owned by Jeldlin over there. And it's got Anderson composite windows and then the big sliding doors are Western. I mean, it's very, and, and truly that's part of our expertise is to kind of value engineer some of those things um, for the client and help them make a good decision. Um, Cause at the end of the day, let's say it's all black windows. You pull those stickers off. Maybe the window nerd here can tell you which, <laughs> ones, tell you. which one's which, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really about the cosmetics and, and getting the right energy feel for the customer and, and giving them the, the, what they want, what they're, what makes their house, what they want it to be. And you might know what, like a certain brand is, is better for a certain application. Like, you know, this brand has just easier operating, better hardware, better sliders for this setting than this brand. So we recommend that you do this. So. It's it's you guys having that experience and that expertise to know which brand is is right for a specific application. Yeah, we we run into that quite a bit because as you guys know, everything's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, we're ten foot tall doors, swing and sliding, and and the the glass sizes are are just growing and growing. And um, you know, there's a lot of important things that need to go with that, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> we we can we can make it as big as as we need to in, in a lot of cases. Um, but we need to do it wisely. And so part of that wise part is when you all were evaluating your service calls on the custom side, you guys identified that the big sliders were your number one service call about installation problems. Correct. So you guys said, you know what? We're doing all the installations on our big doors now, correct? That's correct. We, we, we prefer, and I think it's better for us, it's better for our clients um, that we put those in through certified contractors, right? Um, and I think our pricing is reasonable. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, when you have your carpenter install that 18 foot by eight foot opening, um, there's hopefully a lot of instruction reading time that they're mm -hmm. wasting out there at the job site uh, versus having a guy come out that knows what's going on, how to put it together. Um, it cuts back tremendously on, on the callback. Yeah. Um, and returns. And, and we prefer anything over an 8080 two panel door. Um, we're going to at least price it mm -hmm. to install. And uh, if we don't do the install, we're going to have you sign a waiver, basically. Well, as, uh, I was going to say, as a builder, like, I, I don't want to be responsible for that. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know why any builder would want to install or know. have their framer install those big doors because that's a huge liability. Uh, if it's damaged, now we're paying to replace it. If it doesn't function right, we're paying to rip it back out and do it again. I, I don't want that responsibility. I, I don't know why anyone would. Let's say how it normally happens or how it has been happening is the framer creates a hole. The cornice crew might even put the sheathing up so we have this big giant hole. Window guy shows up, drops off this huge door, right? It leans up against something now. So it's gone yeah. from a stored rack to a leaning into something. 
then these guys have to pick it up, waddle it over there, most likely corner, lift, corner, lift. Then they have to set it in place and hope that the opening is perfect enough. And what do they do? It's about to fall. So they drive a screw through the first flange, (laughs) which means that no one has shimmed it. No one has back sealed it. They haven't done any of the minimums, right? It's sitting on top of raw concrete, no backer rod, nothing. And most likely it goes zip, 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 and then they tape it and they call it a day. And it very well could be already cattywampus, whack. Do you know how many times the, the rolling rail at the bottom is damaged because of the waddle walk of the unit across yeah. the slab to the window mm-hmm. opening? It's, that's ridiculous. So you all show up with your window, you move it in place, you install it properly. You have all those little small tools that make a difference where you can hold it in place, position, shim it, back seal it, back a rod, install, seal it up, warranty. That other one, the warranty is what? It's, there's no warranty. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so people listening know, and I'm not sure if it's this way in most parts of the country, but our market, the usual, like Toner said, is that the builder has their framer install all their windows and all their doors. And the framer is generally giving you a package price for doing all the framing, cornice work, sheathing, decking, yada, yada, yada. So he, he's basically kind of throwing in the window install for free when he's, when he's, <laughs> when, when he's framing your house. Yeah. Like, like most of the framing quotes that I see come across are like, hey, I'm charging you eight bucks a foot to frame the house. And I don't care what's in the framing, I'm charging you eight bucks a foot. And so his motivation for doing a good install is not there because he just wants to get in, get out, and get on to the next job. And typically those guys don't have any real training. They've watched another guy install, and that guy watched another guy install, and that's how they all learn. They just kind of watched, and maybe they, maybe they helped shimmy it into place, but they don't really have any knowledge about the right way to do it. Again, we're, we're trusting these guys who don't have any kind of training, education on it, whose only motivation is speed. We're trusting them to install one of the most important parts of our house. It is it is a big hole in the side of the house at the end of the day, right? So, um, yeah, you know, and, and you guys make a good point. I think that too many times, and we're seeing more and more builders, particularly on the custom side, cater to wanting an install, which is a great thing, right? They're getting a better job done. Um, the production guys are doing it as well at a higher click now. And I think at the end of the day, to your point exactly, um, have someone that's going to do it, that's going to do it correctly, because you can take the high end window or the least expensive window. And if it's not stalled properly, it's irrelevant, right? I mean, yeah. it needs to be plum level and square, which, um, all three. Well, w- wildly enough, that's asking, two- that's asking a lot. <laughs> that's two, two, I mean, two out of three is about as, about as good as you're going to get. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm on, on job sites and I just watching these guys put windows in and you, there's no level present. You no. Know, like they don't even own one. And it's maybe important, you know, to have mm-hmm. that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> might, might not be a bad thing to have a level present when you're installing these windows. So, yeah, I mean, um, it, it tends to be something that is growing in our industry where, if you will, a third-party installer is, is getting involved, I, I think it's primarily the right way to do because those guys are, to your point, they're, they're not doing it about speed. They're gonna, you're definitely going to pay a little bit more, but you're getting it shimmed properly. Um, and, and a lot of these openings, let's say your framer's spot on. Well, is your slab spot on? You go 20 feet across. No. It's, it's, can, ne- it's never, never spot on. Never, never spot on. No, because there's no level given to the surface yeah. of the slab. It's just you hope it fills out level. And they just go set this thing right on the concrete. Or yep. right on, and, you know, I don't know why it's not rolling great. Well, 
guys, I mean, you know, level the concrete or, or level the, you know, use shims. So yeah. it's a big concern, honestly, in our industry. So watching a good door installer install a 20 foot sliding door is, is impressive. It is. You know, like it's, those guys know what they're doing that, yeah. that do those things every day. And they, they, they earn that money because those things are, are not easy to, to, to shift around. No, and the risk they take even touching it, right? Like I've seen one fall flat out to the out, outside and just crash to the ground. And the installers looking at each other and you know the person like, who's paying for that? <laughs> and they, I, I, I remember seeing them going, all I know is I'm not paying for it. <laughs> and when they, when they find out that, that panel's five grand, you know, oh, yeah. you know, they go, oh my gosh. God. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, what do you do when you show up and the, the rough opening is not the right size? Our standards, when we do an install, we, we do have a um, scope of work for our subcontractors, right? And it, it's a list of things that they're required to do when, when they do for us. Um, and it's seal, proper sealants. Um, we're going to flash those openings. We're going to put a um, paper pan down, mm -hmm. if you will, with flex wrap in the corners, um, silicone behind the flange. And, and we have our guys take pictures of every step along the way. They're required to take a series of five to eight pictures. That's how they get paid. Um, so we know that they're doing staying it. consistent, right? Um, so that's how we hold them accountable and are able to go back and someone says, oh, it's leaking. Look, here's all the things we did. Here's the silicone. Here's, you know, so we. Silicone? I thought it was silicon. Silicon. <laughs> Is this, in Texas, it's silicon. Silicon. Not silicone. Oh, sorry. I'm, I am a Texan. But, I know, you know. But you said you were trying to be very proper for the. You don't have to. You don't have to mask it. It's okay. Right, silicone or the Im, or the implants. That's right. That's an implant. Silicone is what we use on houses. Oh, gotcha. Got yeah. Big difference. <laughs> but we, but we use the proper products. Both of them uh, have failures. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they do. Normally at about year twenty. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do provide those products to our installers across the board, no matter which guy we use so that we are controlling that material that's mm -hmm. being utilized. We're, we're, we're using high end products, um, not a low end inexpensive, something bought from, but because you Home guys, Depot shelf, you because know? you're turning so much volume, your standard product like that is a higher grade than the guys who are just going to go buy it for that one single job. Absolutely. So you're already delivering a, a, a premier backer rod in, in silicon in, screw setting and worrying about all that kind of stuff and subsetting the screw. So it's not just, it's not a beveled screw on a flat screw hole. Right. Like, so, right. Um, now that's just doors. Just now doors. on your production side, we're going to, I know the other side of the aisle is not, right, right. not you. Um, we're still going to ask you though. Yeah, yeah no, that's all right. I, yeah, I, all right. I have some you wisdom on it. it. <laughs> the BFS vinyls. I really like those windows. Those are, those are very, very consistent windows right and it's probably the most predominant 3050 window in our market for sure i remember when i first came to the houston market it was uh not much champion 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 right we can have a whole com <laughs> we can have a whole podcast on the downfall yeah. of champion <laughs> aluminums right like that's an interesting we, we, story we won't get it in on this one we won't get sure. it in on this one <laughs> they were everywhere i mean that's what you got yep and when they vacated the market they left a huge hole there and people tried to backfill it but the consistency was our was our challenge and bfs vinyl came in provided that consistency really a great s8 average shgc i mean yeah 
They use Cardinal glass. They do a, yeah, a nice no, little like product. The fact that we have Cardinal glass in this is ridiculous. I don't know yeah. how that happened. Because <laughs> um, I have some very expensive wood windows with lower quality glass in it than that. So just giving them a, a one-up. I love that stuff. And we yeah. see it in our production clients a lot. And it's very consistent. And I hope that they just maintain that. And yeah, I think, I think they're making moves constantly. I know they're doing some stuff with their production, um, uh, combining plants. Because currently, again, little that I know, they're, they're down the road from me, but we don't. You guys are too big to all know each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that. They're, they're, because they're a production plant, they report directly to corporate. Mm -hmm. And they're not really a piece of the Houston BFS market. They're their own entity. So um, nothing against them. We just are in two different, yeah. you know, so, two different wheelhouses. But they do their installs. They do their installs, quite a bit of them, a majority of their- Do you know that? No, I didn't know they that. They do, you know how many installs they That's do a, a year? <sighs> like tons, man. Yeah, do you know how lot. consistent those guys must be on their install quality? Because by the way, do you turn to all the other Slades in the rest of the United States and say, you guys are like eighth grade B team basketball, <laughs> man. Like this is the real deal, NBA on crack. And this is hard. Like you have it, you could pick an easier market than this market. Sure. No, we do a really good job uh, in Texas. Is the we, we just had a, a, a window summit for all of BFS. There was one held in, in Colorado and one in Raleigh. I want to go to that. And um, it was really cool, actually. Um, had some <laughs> vendors come in and they, they give us the their, you know, whatever they got going on. So that was really a neat um, process. It's the first one I'd been a part of in, in a while mm -hmm. since prior to COVID. So I was very pleased to go and it's just you know they don't do a lot for us window guys so it was nice um but we do our best and i say we myself the gm um and the if you will the the brass of the window department in central texas which is austin and and um san antonio combined and then our dallas we try because we do a lot of the same clients mm -hmm. on the production side so we're making sure we're using the same uh, i'm not going to say so again but <laughs> some of the same standards yeah. and some of the same materials we're, we're doing that that way we're we're keeping this unison mm -hmm. um and and that's better for our clients right we're not getting a different practice in one one area than you are in the other yeah um but but yeah we we do our due diligence to try to really um be a well-oiled machine yeah um, at least amongst the state of texas we're trying to keep it together there's a couple of things i wanted to touch on so backing up you you talked about cardinal glass a second ago and again, for, for people listening who know nothing about windows, there's only like a couple of glass manufacturers in the country that put glass into windows, right? So Cardinal Glass is kind of thought of as, as the premium. Can you talk about that for a second and talk about how kind of everyone's windows basically use the same couple types of glass? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the two major residential glass are Guardian and the other one is Cardinal. Um, now, when you get into commercial glass, there's a lot of different manufacturers sure. and, you know, these glass buildings and stuff. But in the residential side, Cardinal is is kind of the premium um, glass manufacturer. Um, they are all of your well-known name brand recognition um, guys have Cardinal glass. Your Anderson, your Pella, your Marvin, your Geldwin, these guys. Um, and Guardian is a little less expensive. Um, so they are in a few of your more builder-grade vinyl products, right? And it's some support for Guardian. When it comes to mid-markets um, where we have a four-season market where the glass has, doesn't need an extreme performance criteria, Guardian kills it, man. Like that, I mean, they really know what part of the market that they, they work with. Mm. When I get to an extreme environment like 
Texas, I, and I'm looking for a specifically solar heat gain coefficient performance, Cardinal really sings on that. So that's why we have a, that's why I have a preference for it in this market. I have a question for you, and I don't know the answer to this. If you have a uh, someone that breaks a window, because this happens all the time when you break a window, it's being installed or there's some kind of problem during construction. Dennis the Menace. And you have to order a, a replacement uh, pane. Is that replacement pane also going to be Cardinal Glass? Can the glass guys locally buy a Cardinal Glass replacement uh, frame to go in the window? Sure. So yes is the answer to your question. Traditionally, for Builder's First Source at least, I can speak, if you have an Anderson window and you break that, gets broken, we're going to replace it with from an Anderson IG unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could get into that just a little bit if you want on some of the IGs because that goes back to um, some of the, the cost associated with windows. But, um, you know, there are some local manufacturers, uh, glass manufacturers here that carry, carry Cardinal glass. You can get a IG unit created um, from Cardinal to replace that. It may not have the logo description in it. It may have a different spacer where Anderson, for example, uses a stainless steel spacer. Well, you may be getting something that's a foam butyl spacer when you get it locally. So in reality, um, unless you're really looking out for that, you're not going to notice it if it, unless it's in a window wall side by side by side. Mm-hmm. If it's a one-off window, you can absolutely get away with doing that. It's no real difference. But you do have to have, there are some cosmetic details there that can vary. We're always going to try to go back with the manufactured glasses as often as we can just to keep the warranties. And preserve the argon and all the gas that's in between it, right? Otherwise, exactly. it's gone. Yeah, they, you will have a lack of quality control when, you, mm-hmm. when you're building an IG unit from a local manufacturer than you would from the Cardinal plant. Yeah. Sure. And IG is insulated Insul- glass, Sorry. right? For, yes. For for listeners who don't know the the lingo, yeah. So let me let me touch on that for just a moment, if you will, because that's one thing where cost gets skewed across the board from from your vinyl manufacturers to your composite manufacturers, your wood clad, so on and so forth. Your what I'm going to call introductory production builder vinyl guys are primarily buying glass from Cardinal or whomever. And they're in their plant laying those IG units up themselves. Um, they're creating their own insulated glass, getting two sheets of glass, putting a you know spacer around it, laying another piece of glass on top of it. Where when you go to your composites and your wood clads, 95% of the time, those guys are having that IG unit from Cardinal directly. You say, what's the difference? There's um, definitely some differences, mm-hmm. right? You have many, many more seal failures um, in a window manufacturer from a vinyl plant where they're laying up their own glass versus coming in from a high end where it's coming directly from the, from the glass manufacturer. So it's one of those things. It costs more to get your glass. It's also a longer lead time yeah. because that stuff is coming from a plant in Minnesota or wherever and it has to be brought back to the, so there's, there's a lot of little things in there, but a lot of times people go, oh, why does this cost so much more? Well, that's one of the, one of the differences. Plus there's traditionally on your higher end windows, you have that film preservative on the outside. So if you're stuccoing and painting and you just pull it off a higher end window at the end versus having nothing on there where you get a lot of scratches and, and things. So, you know, just a little something to think about. So that's why you actually see a lot of, um, seal failures on cheap vinyl windows like you'll go into a new house oftentimes that use a cheap vinyl window 
and you'll see like the glass is all fogged up Mm -hmm. and that's an indication of a seal failure, right? Correct. You know, at the end of the day, that glass is, it's porous, it's breathing. Um, especially right now they're, they're, they're gasping, right? So expansion, um, that glass is expanding. And then at the end of the day, when it cools off, it's retracting. And so that air is coming in and out of that window through, through natural pores in the glass and, and so on and so forth. So when you're, when those guys are making their own glass, it's just not as tight of an envelope. So it tends to fail much more often than you would get it from, from a higher end glass. And we're seeing a more premature failure rate due to these extreme climates that we have. Right now, I have a bunch of seal fails all over the place. Mm. Well, things don't shrink when it gets hot. And I'm like, yeah, but everything else melts. And yeah. <laughs> we had to remember, I had to go through a whole conversation with a, a gentleman who was a petrochemical engineer. So. I had to explain, you know, understand that glass is not a solid state element, right? So we go back to eighth grade science and talk about this real fast. And he was not real happy with the science he talked because it didn't fit his argument. Um, but that was one reason why his windows had failed on his replacement um, windows, but really only on the southern. He's like, it's only on the back of the house. I'm like, that's the south side of the house. That's where it's getting baked. <laughs> it's really cooking. Yeah. And, and we have that challenge in Austin also because... So many modern homes, no soffit. And they do a lot of, in Austin, they have a lot of window manufacturers, like little small houses that do that. Um, that's the other challenge is when, they, when those are done, I don't have my NFRC ratings. I don't know what the National Fenestration Rating Council performance dynamics are. Talk about that. You guys don't really sell anything that's not NFRC rated. No, we don't. Everything that, we do, that we're going to carry, and there's a lot of these little uh, window manufacturers that are, I'm going to say no name, right? Mm-hmm for lack of better words, but, and they can get away with some of that stuff, but we're, we're not going to carry anything that's not a certified yeah. product. And that's one of the happen. dangers in buying, you know, the, what's real popular right now are those big steel glass and steel door units. And those companies are, you know, they're generally building those locally. Actually, a lot of them are built in Mexico, Mexico. and they're, and they're, they're trucked over. Mm-hmm. So like a steel door company will come measure the opening do a computer drawing, send it to Mexico, they'll truck it up, and then they'll put the glass oh, in you here. A step. It gets here, they pull the cocaine out of the frame. Oh. <laughs> then they sell them to you. Yes. Okay. Just making sure we, we they're gonna catch the whole process. We have to have the drug reference drug. in every single episode, at least one drug reference. I'm gonna have Danielle like add like a little ding every time we add a drug reference. There like a little, a, a, a little like bag if of If you think that doesn't happen, we need to have a conversation. Okay. Everything coming from Mexico <laughs> contains that, that's a ter- that's a terrible generalization. I shouldn't do that. But uh, anyway, that glass gets put in locally, and, and and like you're saying, that that has no kind of real rating on it because some right. local house is is assembling those those insulated glass frames and, and, and putting them in, and we don't know what standard that's being done to. You're being polite, calling it an insulated glass frame, like that's being yeah. uh, that's being very polite. I'm saying maybe some <laughs> of the good ones do that. Yeah, we have a standard palace policy of no metal frames that are not fully thermally broken. And we have an extreme amount of failures related to copper, bronze, uh, metal, steel, um, beautiful, expensive, massively, horribly built, massive failure window and door assemblies all over the place. I get it all summer long. There's raining on the outside. I get it all winter long. They're raining on the inside. Then I get the amount of heat. It's, it's un. It, throw us off the calculations for AC. So non-thermally broken metal frame windows are such an atrocious idea. 
having them additionally without any type of performance ratings, and I just have to assume the worst assumptions I can place on that window are never as bad as the reality. So I, I really, really push everyone to not do those. I understand in my really high-end structures that becomes a reality. So I would say that most most uh, mid and upper builders in, in our market are using those types of mm-hmm. steel doors and windows. I mean, w- we, we use them only in situations like on a front door where, yeah. you, have, where you have a cover. lot of cover. So yeah. like we did a massive unit recently, but it also had a 20-foot deep carport or porte covering that entry that's giving it lots of protection from sun and wind and everything. Yeah. I won't use them as a window, but protected no. doors, yes. Yeah. Well, let me say this. Still not a great idea maybe, yeah. but the customers are demanding it. And, and that's limiting it to the smallest percentage of the window-to-wall ratio where that's being compromised, right? Right. I, I see manufacturers right now helping us with that, right? So some of these guys are making some amazingly beautiful products that are thin, narrow line, smooth, clean line, mm-hmm. contemporary, modern, however you want to call it. And they're doing it out of wood clad. They're doing it out of composites. They're fiberglass. Getting, they're fiberglass. They're getting narrow. And I would really push that, if at all possible, when you're making that decision. Because you can make it look, have the same visual effect. Yeah. It, you really can't. And honestly, it's less expensive. Yeah, and the performance been, is 10 times, 100 oh, times better. You're, you're getting great glass. Yeah. You're, getting, you're getting an insulated unit. You're getting the exact same look. Like in many butter, cases. Like just, I mean, yeah, in, these in, manufacturers have come a long way in that, in that production. I was impressed this past year at IBS when I went there and saw all the different offerings they have with the massive pivot doors and things like that that are built the same way their windows are built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. such a better option than than having these uh, locally built. You know, you work. get the the client customer building this home and they've got their Pinterest and their towels and they've done all this stuff right and they're they're wanting to pull it off. They go, we want steel windows. They want the look. Right. Um, they don't care what it's made out they of. They don't that's, care what it's made yeah. out of. It's just, it's just that's what they want. They want the look, and and I would really tell you that do your homework because you can get it. You can get the look in in a nice wood clad product or or in a composite. And your guys, the guys, the salespeople that work for you, some of my favorite people to spend time with because <laughs> they they really are um, bridging that outdoor to indoor climate. So they're they're building science knowledge is higher than the average person, but it's also they are burdened with. Uh, a more of an educative sale, right? Correct. And so, and and they and a lot of them stick to very specific types or parts of Houston. Like you have one guy, he is almost a hundred percent coastal. Yeah, we we I mean everybody can do what they do where where they yeah. wherever they do it, right? They're sales guys. I don't I don't like to limit them, but I do have guys that are specialists in in certain areas. I got some that are specialists in coastal, which you need because it's mm-hmm. a whole nother knowledge level, right? Um, and we have a, a couple of guys that female that are coast or that are um, replacement mm-hmm. window savvy, right? And they they're they're very well versed in in what's the right thing to go back with. So um, it's not something that we highlight our replacement window side of business, but we do quite a bit of it as well. You do yeah. quite a bit of it, Toner. So moving on to kind of like where people tend to have problems with their windows and doors in your forensic work that you see. What's the what's the kind of the main kind of failure or issue that you see when it comes to windows and doors. And and as you already touched on, often it's not the window or the door itself, yeah. but tell us like what, what those typical problems are. Sure. So I, I think, um, and it's a little bit of a challenge for 
because Slade represents so many products, not only manufacturers, but also the product types um, between wood, aluminum, fiberglass, vinyl products, aluminum clad wood, true wood. Every manufacturer has a different set of installation instructions. And one of the challenges we find is how does that window weep? How does it drain? Some are integral. Some are face draining, some drain through the bottom, some drain through the lips, some drain through the sides. So my, and, and hands down, you can drive down the street and see it. Whether or not you tape that bottom flash or not is very, very important to make sure you get that right. Um, we, that's our probably number one failure and the windows get blamed for it. And they say, we obviously have a problem here and there's water inside this wall assembly and we're dropping sonar on the section of the wall just below the window. And you have compound framing on the left and right-hand side. Compound framing is two pieces or more framing compounded together for structural support. So those tend to hold a lot of water because moisture will come in. And as it releases, it releases through the open end of the now taped over drain line on the bottom. But you also can't say, assume that, hey, this is something I don't tape off. You have to check with that manufacturer and look at the installation instructions, which are always provided. like. And the other day is like, I don't have time to look this up. And I walked over and the thing was literally laying on the floor. Like, dude, this came in the pack. You had to remove the instructions <laughs> off of the like, window. Like half the time it's taped, taped to, to the, the window. window. <laughs> in Spanish, in English, yeah, like most of Portuguese, them are, are it's both. there. No one can say they didn't see it. Now everybody's putting a scan code on it with videos. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of that, too. Yeah. It's, it's not. Read it. They try to make it as dummy proof as they can. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's a CYA activity, right? They most definitely want to say that, that you knew what you needed to know. Uh, the secondary behind that. Um, is head flashing or not head flashing, right? They'll say they have integral head flashing. It's not required. A lot, most of them say head flashing is not required. But that head flashing non-requirement is based on a very specific rain load or, or rain event percentage. And that's not what we have here. And with climate migration, we have higher rain amounts per event. Head flashing is not only necessary, it's one that we should actually increase the size of the head flashing, not only in the amount of flashing that comes forward, but the amount of flashing that goes upward. I had one the other day, and he left the same flange height on the back, so it was one inch flange height on the back. But then he came out four and a half inches on the front. The thing now, when it rains, it goes waka 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 waka. You could hear him all around the entire house. Waka 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 waka. When did it rain? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, when did it rain? This was back in like November when it's all rain. It was like two two years ago, right? Yeah. So it's just it's a tuning fork. It's yeah. it's it's a musical water instrument at this point. He's like, how do I fix this? I'm like, <sighs> you just enjoy it. Just enjoy well, it. Curtis, man. let me. I, I do want to go back to what your question for for. Let's tell you something that we do. Um, differently, right? Because I'm very proud of this. It's one of our coolest effects that we have um, that's offered, right? So anytime we, we can't do it on everything we sell, it's, it's impossible. I really only have two guys that implement this. We quality walk is what we call it, right? So um, when you're purchasing certain manufacturers from us, it's some of our high-end wood clad products and composites. Uh, we don't have the manpower to walk all the vinyl jobs and, and mm. everything that we do, but um, we are in a partnership with our manufacturers. Really right now it's Geldwin, Pell and Anderson. If you're buying those products from us and it's compositing up um, about 10 to 14 days after we deliver, those products are normally installed. Um, we have a gentleman 
and hiring another one. He's being trained right now that do, does quality walks for us. He is going around with that set of plans um, and that quote. He's walking every window in the home, um, opening and closing it, operating in the, the, the product. Um, because what happens is we eight months down the, the line, they go, mm-hmm. oh, bedroom three, you know, you've, they've, they've, they've sheetrocked and everything is completely done. We need to check and adjust on that, on that window. Well, it wasn't plumb level and square. We can only move it a quarter of an inch here and there, right? But if that thing was so out of whack when it was installed, um, there's not much we can do. And so the manufacturer actually gives us some credit for all these jobs that we walk. And uh, it's, it's an excellent practice. He walks the job. He makes, he's got a checklist, basically. He does it on the iPad. Then we send that back to our sales guy. Our sales guy, then in return, will send it to the builder and say, hey, excellent job. You guys rocked it. Looks great. Or you got a little, you might want to pull your guys back out. There's a few windows on this house that really need some attention on the front end because when we can catch it. Uh, check and adjust has always kind of been one of those things for a window guy that's kind of comical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hey, can't. come out and check this and fix all these problems. Uh, you know, you've got stone and everything. We can't do anything at that point, or it's very limited to what we can do. So um, that is something that we do. We offer a quality walk. Um, the builders of ours that use it routinely, I would like to think that they are. They love the process. It's it keeps them able to keep their guys accountable as well, right? You can go back. We sit if it's Tyvek that's wrapped underneath, and then the windows put on versus pulled up um, with the flange and the Tyvek paper. We take pictures of all those things, so it's a visual. We we do the checklist and we do the visual, and we send that back to the builder, and it helps us grow partnerships with these builders of a better way to to implement your window install. So. Pretty cool. It's a good process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every single one of these these steps along the way is just another assurance that the customer is getting what they should be getting. And and as a builder, I'm always amazed at how many builders fight this stuff. I'm amazed at how many builders don't want to have inspections. They don't want to have another guy walking through the job site. They don't want toner. They don't want me. They don't. It's like, guys, we're, we're here to help you. Yeah. We're here to yeah. help you cover your butt, right? So that long term you're not getting called with these problems so you know utilize the tools that you have and, and make sure that that you're putting out a good product that's going to be covered and also it, it it drives home i think the difference between buying from a company like bfs versus buying from the the cheapest possible source that you can buy from i'm not saying that you guys are expensive at all sure you guys have sure. good pricing you're a large national company but i'm saying there's always a place that you can buy things cheaper. Mm-hmm. You can always get your windows cheaper somewhere else. You can always get your lumber cheaper somewhere else, yep. right? But you know what? What level of service are you getting from your reps, and 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 what what kind of you know walkthroughs are you getting from BFS that you're not getting from Joe selling windows out of the back of his pickup truck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's valid. I mean, kind of came from that boutique uh, window company, right? That really cared, gave great service. And we do our absolute best to have continuous improvement, um, train our guys. We are sending our guys every year, our service technicians to, to Western to do their training, to Anderson, to all these very, anything that's available, um, we send them out, right? So um, does, you have to be freshened on those things repetitively or, or they become, you know, lost, if you will. So um, in the quality walk, even when guys are doing, bad installs we're catching that they put the tempered unit that goes in the stairs and 
the theater room instead, right? So we're looking for all those little things. And yeah. At the end of the day, it's really it's to partner up with our builders to to help out, right? I mean, like you said, I mean, we're we're trying to help. I mean, that's you know, I'm I'm not out there trying to point fingers. I'm out there trying to yeah. trying to help the situation. And you know, when and you guys do have all that. We you guys have always afforded us the opportunity when manufacturers offer a trip, we can put together a toner trip, right? It's just toner clients and and fans and all this kind of stuff. So we go and they're already into it. But I think once a builder sees how complicated the manufacturing process is for a window, they, they start respecting it. The windows themselves are, are disrespected product. Oh, it's just a piece of, just slap it in. They are extremely complex, very difficult to manufacture. I think for what you pay, you're actually getting a very complicated assembly for the price and to not go through the seriousness that's required to install them properly is just flat out disrespectful to all the time and effort and everyone, everything that's gone into it. When you're just seeing the folks who sit on the manufacturing line and they're every day, it's, it's humbling, quite honestly. I think it's an extremely important effort for everyone to go do it. Fortunately, I mean, there's even manufacturing. We have um, in Garland, we have Anderson 100 series yeah. in Garland, Texas. So if those that are listening, you guys want to run up to Garland for the day, that's that's a fairly easy trip. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah, that's the uh, the E series or the 100 series composite windows, um, and seeing how much effort goes into that. That's an excellent little window too, man. The yeah, it's point one nine average solar heat gain coefficient. That's a smoking window. If you look at a a, a CAD drawing, a, a CAD section of a window and see all the little pieces that go into a window assembly. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, people look really? at a window, they're like, oh, it's a vinyl <laughs> thing and a piece of glass in the middle. No, like look at the CAD drawing. There's like, it's intricate. Mm-hmm. It's and I've had detailed. extreme award-winning architects look at that thing with me and they go, okay, Turner, tell me what I'm looking at. <laughs> all right. This I remember when I started, they're like, oh, look, send this CAD detail to the guy. I'm like, what am I sending? Is that the inside of an artery? I don't understand. <laughs> There's not many people that can read that CAD drawing out there. Yeah. It's it's an impressive thing. And especially when you start going through all the different lines and everything's changing with you on the custom side. Um, you guys are responding. And so it's it, you guys have always been really good partners with that. Um, and anyone can. And then on the other side of this is how easy it is just to walk into y'all shop is ridiculous. Right? Like you can walk in without an appointment. Yep. And. and the people at the front desk are knowledgeable. So, they, and, they, and if they don't know, they don't say, I don't know, get out of here. They say, I will find the person that will answer that question for you. It's kind yeah. of crazy. That's a really good culture you guys have. And we have a 11,000 square foot showroom at kind of the 249 Willowbrook area off the Beltway in 249. And um, I, I'm spending $170,000 right now just updating um, new products. Western come out with a new thin line door. We're putting that in and we've got this. I mean, uh, La Cantina's got a, you know, anyway, we're, we're, we're ever changing, right? Yeah. We don't, uh, you're not going to come in there and get stale and stagnant. We're trying to change it, keep up with the trends and that, it's hard to do. It costs a lot of money, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but we're making those changes and, um, yeah, we, we try to hit the easy button, man. We try to make it as easy to do business with as possible. Um, are we perfect? Absolutely not. But, um, we are, we're, we're working to get there. <laughs> and you're making, I mean, Curtis, you were out there, um, their class they had a couple, couple, not even a week and a half or so ago. Right. You guys, is that going to end up on your site? A little bit of that. Uh, so we videoed that. Um, we, we weren't going to put that out there yet okay. because that was mostly your content and BFS's stuff. So 
we'll probably put some clips from that. Got it. And in fact, we may put some clips of that on on, on here. But uh, yeah, we're going to let you guys handle that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's my responsibility. Yeah, and I want to thank you guys for the that's opportunity your, to do that's that. your material. I don't want to yeah. steal. I don't want to steal your material. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want that <laughs> material out there either way. But but I do think that that's a a good example of where you guys are moving. You you provide the materials. You're also trying to provide the education, right? So that you're not leaving the client with like, hey, thanks for this, but I don't know what to do with it. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, this is what I do for a living. It's what you guys do for a living. Um, I want to be the best at it. You know what I mean? I, and I want to share in our processes. Um, it's not easy what we do um, this from any any aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, we have challenges, a lot of them. And if we can educate folks and um, and help in some regard, um, then that's what we're about, right? I mean, we we got away from all of these functions and this COVID and well, I don't like saying the word anymore. But at the end of the day, we're hoping to bring some some events back where we can have some better partnership. We're going to do some things with Toner over the years um, to come soon. And Curtis, I appreciate you having me uh, get involved in this. So. Yeah, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, let's 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 make it better. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and this is the, not not to turn this into a BFS commercial. And BFS did not pay us to be <laughs> no, here today. They did not pay us. Just be clear. Uh, but BFS is really investing a ton of money. I, I I was super impressed with that event that you guys hosted. Uh, just some of the things that you, you talked about that you're rolling out. Uh, the technology. Uh, there's a project management software. There's uh, the the design software. There's all these tools yeah. that you guys are putting out there for builders and for the consumer, really, that are free that you guys are just giving away. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. I I want to just thank you for that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I, I never wish I had more involvement, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, your company, not you <laughs> no, personally. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> technically, there's there's a Slade version in almost every segment of this building material sure. um, process that that BFS has. So that that's that's always been accessible. I, I love the fact that this is still a Texas based, you know, home homegrown doesn't feel I know you said the word corporate, but we don't know that, right? Yeah, like right. We only yeah. know the local guys. It really doesn't feel that way. I mean, for as big of a company as we are, it's still kind of good old boy industry. I you think know? it catches so, people off guard on a yeah, regular basis. Right. Really if does. You, when you said thirty three thousand employees today, most folks would be like, What are you talking about? There's only like ten guys I know. <laughs> so. But because we are a big company like that, you know, for for what we do, uh, a lot of people get lost on the facts that we are custom and and can do and have so many capabilities, you yeah. know, um, because they just see us as this big monster lumberyard, if you will, you yeah. know. And it's like, no, man, this is we've got a lot of a lot of cool like, stuff to your points, a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah. Cool. So, well, guys, I think we'll wrap it up there. I yeah. appreciate. Appreciate you for being here today, Slade. Yeah, uh, for great, me. great to have you talk about windows and doors and toner. Great to have you back very, as always. You're very welcome, Slade. How do folks get in hold hold of you if they want to talk about windows for their projects? Well, I'll I'll put my number out there. I'm not sure. Scared. Go for it. Seven one three eight two three ninety six forty four. That's my office and my cell. And um, text our, him lots of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> of, of, of windows. Of windows. <laughs> Slade's going to get a massive. Oh my gosh. Of, <laughs> what did I do? It, it's it's Slade.Sloan, that's S-L-A-D-E, dot Sloan, S-L-O-A-N, at B-L-D-R, builder.com. So, uh, yeah, send it my way, man. We'll, We'll do what we can. Slate Sloan's a good sales name right there, right? Like people remember that name. It's a fantastic so, name. It really is. So. One of my best friends in high school was named Slade. Slade Blackburn. I thought that was an awesome name. Yeah, I think, love that yeah, name. Yeah, most definitely. I had a friend in high school named Jack Paradise. 
Oh, and that was nice. Yeah. I was like, you belong in a Pulp Fiction novel, man. <laughs> and he was a dud. Like, he was super boring. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for being here today. Thank and you. thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time. Hey, Curtis and Slade, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I have a new series coming out on my YouTube channel called 60 Seconds of BS. Now, I know we've been talking a lot. My BS is talking about building science, right? Oh. Yeah, so people have always asked about our Instagram feeds. Tell me more about this picture. Why did you say that? Where it's at? So I'm going back to my historic Instagram channel, bringing up a picture and talking about it in 60 seconds, giving all these extra details. I actually did 60 of them in a row. So we'll be releasing it on our YouTube channel to go out on our YouTube shorts. Um, and then we have a lot, of cup, a lot of extra bonus features. So hopefully you guys can tune in and see it. And almost definitely people will see us um, talking and referencing Shepard in that in our other episodes. So I hope you guys can enjoy it. Very exciting. We'll definitely be sure to link that from our, from our side as well. Awesome. Thanks, guys. If you found us helpful and enjoyed listening, please support us by liking and subscribing here on your podcast platform and also join us on our YouTube channel. We want to continue to bring you high quality content and expert guests and your support truly helps us to continue this journey. If you have any questions for me or my guests or any feedback for us, you can email us at podcast at your Thanks again.